0: New for '96, with your hosts, Kevin McCauley and Chris Nguyen. You asked me to repeat
1: <laughs> myself. You, you were bitching about the holidays, and you said,
0: oh, "The holidays, I don't, I don't care. like,
1: I don't care for the holidays.
0: Too much mirth. mirth. There is too much mirth. I don't <laughs> care for mirth. The happy, I don't get it." Anyways, um, yeah. what do you think of wreaths? Wreaths. Wreaths? Yeah. Like a wreath? Like, a, yeah, like I'm, I'm fine with a wreath if it's a non-holiday wreath, just a wreath because it looks nice. But That's absurd. No, why?
1: Obviously, I'm talking about holiday wreaths.
0: Okay, well, that's dumb. I was talking about general wreaths, which I think take precedent over holiday wreaths. What other wreaths are there? Uh, I don't know. Wednesday wreaths? (laughs) Only on Wednesdays now. Don't want to be that person. Uh, keeping it up on Thursday. Yes, don't display a white wreath after Labor Day. Well, all right. Going a (laughs) bit far here. Um, anyways. How are you? Fine. Fine. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. Um welcome to another episode of New, New for 96. 96. That's the right amount of not mirth. Thank yeah. you. Mhm. Um anyways, how's your week been? Good. Yeah, good. Uh pretty Can't remember any of it. <laughs> Blitzed out of your mind yeah. as usual. <laughs> That's what Xanax and alcohol will do. <laughs> That's what they tell me. And I have to relearn that lesson every day. Yep, it's like fifty-first date, six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Kevin on his sofa with his cats. <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good life. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good life. Um, I oh, <laughs> did you do anything car related?
1: Uh, I got a flat tire yesterday on nine yeah. eleven. I fixed it. it. Was I told you in a much longer version? But uh, I took the wheel off. I took it to discount tire. Got it fixed. Um, they patched it, which I guess is fine.
0: I would have liked a new tire, but you know. You sent like a photo, which apparently was an old photo of your car, basically sitting on the rim and then like the tread. The tread was the, a separate donut of the yeah. the carcass. The tread circle. The carcass, yeah. Um, was sitting by the wayside. And I thought like you, that had happened like on the way to like... You no, know, that happened like a, exactly a year ago. Yeah. It happened on like the... December twenty second last year. I was so concerned for that one second, but not concerned enough to follow up with a mm-hmm. "Are you okay?" <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. It's the almost thought that counts. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I yeah that happened last year, and uh, it was fine. It was it. It happened on six ten, like on the highway. Yeah. Um, but this was
0: much more minor, and I got it fixed is, up. Is that the worst thing that's ever happened to you on a highway, like a tire blowout. Um. Yeah, I guess so. Mine is a steering column snapping completely free on a 95 Saab 900 uh on 59.
1: Oh, that's how you know it's a 1995.
0: Yeah. Yeah. If it'd been a 96,
1: it would be in luck.
0: Yeah. Um so that was interesting. I coasted to a stop um without any incident. Um but that was weird, but probably normal. for don't most sob trips end with coasting to a stop. Yep. 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 Uh you've not... got
1: that engine in front of the front wheels, so it gives you that inertia. Yeah. It's where it's like a, a water bottle, like a Pinewood Derby car if you had a filled with water or something, so you got that I don't water know
0: what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't either. What in the world? Anyway, what else do we have? Um I had the Renshift shifter put Mm. in the carrera and i mean i cannot emphasize this enough the world of difference that this shifter makes uh because the car was a stock 915 transmission and feel like the feel just the word feel in general is a uh you couldn't use that to describe a 915 like It's like, I remember reading a, an article, car and driver article from 1978 when the SC came out Mm -hmm. and they were talking about the 915 and they said, this car is great, but the shifter, the transmission, uh, could not be more vague. Like it's like shifting into mashed potatoes and that's Mm -hmm. pretty much what it is. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't keep you on your toes, like in that you have to, like there's, when you're shifting in a modern car, you really don't have to think about it. Like, you know, the shifter just kind of falls into place where it needs to here. You have to deliberately like trace the path um, of the shifter. And otherwise your grind gears or you'll grind gears anyways, even if you're in the right gear. Yeah, yeah. Um. So anyways, yeah. So this is like the best modification. Like, I think this is the best modification I'll ever make to this car. Yeah. I mean, you can't, it's like, you feel it every time you, yeah yeah do anything feels actually tighter and better than the shifter that was in my cayman um and because even that had just a slight bit of slack and slop mm-hmm. to it like just a slight bit uh and this is amazing yeah so that's great yeah um they did other things too like of course like i expected this like And I expect this every time I bring it in, that they will call and say, okay, the thing that you brought it in for is done. And we have found (laughs) several other things. (laughs) So they fixed the dome lights, uh, which now work. And that is also kind of a revelation because before I could see nothing in the car. And for some reason, that car is like a black hole at night. Like it reflects nothing. So when you get in, it's just pitch black. Um, But it's got all that glass. I know. That's the weird part. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but now, um, I can see at night when I shut or open the door, when I shut it, it's pitch black again. So, <laughs> um, and yeah, they did, uh, when they installed the shifter though, I wanted them to put the rubber boot back on, mm-hmm. uh, or no, I'm sorry to install a rubber, a rubber boot, like a factory rubber boot, the accordion. Cause I like the way that looks. I think it looks like nice and like very purposeful, uh, versus, the like leather bag and mine came with like this really tall leather bag and it looked like and it's like tan right and it's tan because the interior is tan um and so it was color matched i don't know if it was original to the car um when i look at like catalog photos or old photos of the interior uh some of them had like the rubber boot uh, some of them had like a halfway bag, like it would just go up. Leather bag. There's no other way to put. it. It's like it's not a boot. It's like a. It's like a. It's a flesh bag, and no, right, that's enough. This yeah, is a family, maybe. Uh, and then they're the ones that go almost all the way up to the knob, and I don't <laughs> understand why you have this. Like anyone would have such a chip on their shoulder about seeing like a little bit of metal, like the stalk, uh, mm-hmm. that they would have to awkwardly cover unnaturally. Like from the floorboard to like this foot long or foot tall like shifter. It was the style of the time. It looks no, it's not. I the forums to when I search like how to remove the bag, all I find are how to install the bags. And it looks it. So the old shifter that I had uh, that came with the car was this Momo. Uh, I think it was like a some sort of ergonomic one, but it was. Uh, it looked like an upside down boot. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) in combination with this like fleshy bag and this boot, like it looked like, um, it looked like an upside down, like, like doll's leg. Mm -hmm. It was very disturbing. Um, so anyways, so they installed the, the leather bag back on, but they installed it on top of a rubber boot like that comes with the uh wrench shift shifter the only thing is that that rubber boot doesn't cover the mechanism Mm -hmm. and so you have rubber sitting on top of like the The uh, metal the metal thing so i want the factory one will actually cover the that mechanism too um and so but the problem is like it is now it is so stuffed looking like it. It's like inflated. <laughs> it doesn't look, it, it doesn't have like ruffle to it. It's just like this inflated bag, leather bag. So you said it feels different from mine. Just it does. Yeah. Notchier maybe? Or? I think it's notchier. It's probably because brand new bushings like, and everything is just, um, it's just new. So mm-hmm. it's a little bit stiffer. I mean, it slots in really nicely. Um, but yeah, it's it. There's a not. It's, it's not even effort. Like it's not a bad thing. It just feels different from yours, which you've had yours for like two years now. Uh, yeah. Two years. Almost, Almost two, two years. years. Yeah. January so, January of seventeen. Okay. Yeah. So yours is broken in. Um. So I'm looking forward to seeing like how it kind of breaks in over time. But yeah, as it is right now, I mean, just being able to. There's still some like hesitation. Between gears, and that's with the 915, but, um, like, it is a 98%, like, improvement.
1: Yeah. So, you
0: got to, so, as your last hurrah with the 915, you got to
1: really drive it uh, last weekend. We went out mm-hmm. to... Uh, Conroe? Sam Houston's National Forest. Oh, yeah. With yeah. Uh, our friend Nate. Yeah. And our other friend Matt. Yeah. And uh, that was a lot of fun, right?
0: Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Nate had out his uh, 964 RWB, um, actual RWB. And uh, Matt had, what Jaguar was it? It was an XK140. Okay. It is apparently the top Concours uh, car in America, that particular one for that particular model. Yeah. it had
1: like the LeMond engine from the C
0: type. Yeah. That was really cool. Um, yeah, it was cool. Like I, when he mentioned that he was, uh, so when we'd gone up there, he showed up to or the meeting place, um, uh, just like in his, uh, work truck. And then we went to, uh, Nate's storage and I, I would, in my head, I did not think that's what he was about to like, cause it was under a sheet. Uh, mm-hmm. and, I don't know what I thought that uh, he was going to, like, unveil, basically. Well, but... Nate,
1: Nate had sent us a picture in our group chat of of the car, but oh, I didn't I look it. closely, and I just thought yeah. it was... I kind of, you know, I thought it was, like, driver quality. I didn't realize it's, like, full, like, concourse. Oh, it was
0: pristine. He's yeah. been,
1: like, restoring this car, and... Yeah, his dad has owned it since, like, 79 or something, yeah. Or 78. Yeah,
0: yeah, but it is... I mean, that's not typically a type of car that i pay attention to but um like i just could not stop looking at it because everything all the little details like it mm-hmm. it was so pristine um and it's also just really neat seeing how like you operate a car that old too like um with like just thinking that you have to like activate the choke as you're starting the car and this one apparently he has a retrofitted system in there so it's like it's automatic, but otherwise there's something. He was explaining it to me. I wasn't mm-hmm. quite sure. But did you see the vents when he was revealing the like fresh air vents? Yeah. That are on the side of the cars. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so cool. You just you kick this thing and these side vents pop open, so that you get airflow. Because I don't think it has an HVAC otherwise. Right. Yeah. yeah. The uh, FJ forty has that too. Oh. Okay. But yeah, there. It's it's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: you're. The driver is very exposed, and it's, like, leather-wrapped, yeah. like, around the tops of the doors and everything, so yeah. you just, like, sort of rest over the side. It's, yeah. it's so cool. It's and so it, cool. Like,
0: driving in front of him, um, like, and looking in my rearview mirror and seeing that car, it just... It looks so different from everything else that, like, you almost look like you're... It almost looks like you're looking into, like, the past, mm-hmm. um, because it's just so jarring to see that. And he said that he was... Uh, he's getting up there, like, cause we hit, um, slightly above speed limit speeds on that road. And he said that he also had hit, uh, like pretty high numbers. My speedometer goes to 85. So okay, we may or may not have gone faster than that. Okay. Um, news to me. Yes. (laughs) Uh, but he said that he was hitting those too. I mean, he was a bit further back behind. Um, but can you imagine Going in that car with just lap belts. Uh, did he have lap belts? I thought he had no oh, belts. Oh, no. He had no belts. That's and right. four drum brakes. And four drum brakes. He had, yeah, he had to downshift and to brake.
1: super skinny bias ply tires. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So kudos to him for being able to, like, uh, manage that car. And also yeah. just to restore and maintain and, that and car like that. And to drive it. Yeah, yeah. Like, use it and take it out and everything. Yeah. I mean, it, was a, it was a beautiful day
1: for it. What did you think of driving uh, quickly or driving because I mean, you just generally drive just around Montrose.
0: Yeah. And I have not pushed the car yet. Uh, and so, uh, my car, uh, it was, it, it behaved a lot more solidly than I thought it would at high speeds. Uh, mm-hmm. and I hadn't really, um, given it the beans yet either. Uh, so this was the first time. Yeah. Um, it was just, ready like it was just fine like it felt like a normal car i mean it was a little bit louder mm-hmm. um than uh, i thought it was going to be but that's about it so and i have a steve wong chip in there and uh the acceleration is uh brisk it's not like i don't think uh it so the the steve wong chip is supposed to help with like low-end torque um mm-hmm. so it kind of fills in uh that band a little bit and you do feel it versus, like, a stock car, a stock chip. But um, anyways, yeah, no, it was great. Like, it handled well. Like, I I look forward to taking it on a rally. Yeah. Um, the Hill Country is coming up soon, on well, in mm-hmm. March. So um, I'm curious to see, like, um, what it can do, like, um, in a situ- situation like that. Yeah. So... Yeah, I want to go. I want to go back up to those roads and up there. It was yeah. so nice. It was, yeah. just, it was really pretty, and
1: yeah, I would have liked to go further, maybe.
0: Because we turned around at that
1: ice house. We did,
0: yeah, yeah. Because it goes like when you're there. So there's Houston proper, which is um, you know the urban dense metropolis metro metropolis. I'm now Met- that metropolis. Metropolis. I can't. Yeah. It. Uh, anyways. We were about uh, an hour north of that. We're an hour and 10 minutes. Oh, was uh, it? According to Google. Um, oh, okay. And so we that's really like, like 50, countryside. We were like
1: 50 minutes from Nate's.
0: Yeah. Oh, were we? Well, 50 from from Morningstar when we left. Oh, it yeah, yeah, yeah. It was 50 minutes yeah. to Nate's house. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, yeah. So that's, I mean, it's technically the countryside. Yeah. Yeah. It's by Lake Conroe. It's... Like they are just like long, windy roads that you do not see in. Yeah, and they were and it proper.
1: Was, it, it was really nice paving, and it was like nice runoffs. Like there was really large shoulders and everything. Like yeah, California has some amazing roads, but a lot of them are pretty, pretty much right end at the road. You know, like yeah, there's no yeah. room for margin of error or anything. So yeah, it was, it was cool. It was definitely fun to to drive and to try yeah. to keep up with. i never been up there.
0: Trying to keep up with Nate's nine six four. Yeah.
1: Uh, He knows the roads and he's quick and the
0: car knows the roads and the car is insanely wide. Yeah. The grip on that must be very nice. Um, It's cool that you can drive
1: those. I know there's a lot of critics of RWBs, but you can drive them and thrash. Like they look like they would just bottom out and scrape and be terrible, but they
0: are set up that it doesn't, that it just works. It's a really, like, it is. Set up very nicely, yeah. Um, and it sounds good too, like, yeah. Um, it was very helpful because I could tell we we're coming up to like a slow speed turn because I would hear him like upshift or downshift. Um, are you sure that wasn't me? I don't know, oh. but I was surrounded. But wait, were you in front of me or you? No, you were behind me for a little while or for the first part of the run, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Um, we definitely need to go, um, explore our good roads because we have so few, at least uh, within arm's reach. If Daniel comes down, we'll have to go up there. Yeah. With the seven series. With the seven series. Yeah. That'd be cool. His shorty 40. Mm -hmm. Um, that, that would be really cool. I'd love to see that like tossed around. Um, Yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, so that was fun. Yeah, uh, I was glad. I'm glad you convinced me to um, go up. Abandon you your responsibilities. Abandon my responsibilities. I had things to do. Yeah, this is um, more fun. But yeah, went up and um, I'm I'm having fun kind of discovering like this car because this is my first nine eleven and uh, it being an old car. This is my first kind of like truly old car too. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is interesting figuring out the dynamics or just getting a sense of them. Yeah. So, cause I don't, I'm in the back of my head. I'll admit to being like a bad habit driver and thinking when I'm in a modern car that the electronics will save me if I just get a little out of hand. And it's really different, uh, in this car because like I have like roads around in and around Houston where I'll take like kind of fast corners. Um, and, like, I'm very conscious of my speed now because, like, there's nothing there to catch me um, yeah. if, like, I start plowing for some reason. Uh And sometimes the front end feels, like, light. uh, And I'm not quite sure if I'm losing grip or if this is just the characteristic of how this car drives. But I've yeah. been keeping it tame otherwise. Well, like, on the faster stuff, the, like, I don't know if you noticed, the
1: characteristic that kind of always weighs on me is like when the front when the steering gets really heavy to turn like Mm -hmm. if you're turning if you're if you're going into a corner quickly or if you're turning quickly if this when the steering gets really heavy because Mm -hmm. there's no power steering i always think it's like about to lose grip and i don't think that's the case yeah but it's like when you're when you it just feels like you're pushing it but it's just sort of the nature of it. Yeah, It's hard to psychologically get past that yeah. cuz any other car I've ever driven like when you you can turn more yeah and it just it the assist is there to like yeah. help and make it not seem like you're pushing. So it just feels like you're like at the
0: limit of adhesion of the tires when you're obviously not but yeah. in your in your head. It's all yeah. in your head. Yeah, yeah. I I'd, I'd love to I am now convinced that I'd love to do like an autocross or something, just to kind of also like yeah. really find out what the limits of the car are. Um, mm-hmm. But something for another day. Yeah. Um. Anyways. Um. I think I have a couple topics. Oh my god. Uh. I. I saw our new for '96 Mazda Millennia brochure on Jalopnik. Um. In that really. Cool yeah, article, which I haven't gotten a chance to read yet. It is a long form piece. Yeah, and it was great. I look forward to reading it. Like it, like it looks really interesting.
1: Yeah. Raph wrote a large piece about the Amadi Mazda, the Amadi wow. luxury spinoff from Mazda, which yeah. never happened. Yeah. And, and I never knew there were so many things. Uh, we're not going to summarize it, but definitely check it out. There was many things that I, I never knew. It was so concrete yeah i I thought it was just like whispered and rumored and he was able to dig up like real things real announcements real articles and real interviews with people that were there
0: that's cool and uh it's it's really cool this is now like the definitive like piece like the definitive like amari like it it really is because it's been so history like it's
1: like mazda it sounds like mazda has so much shame yeah that it didn't
0: work that yeah. like in Japan it's still a sore subject like that's you won't so find anything
1: about this in the museum or anything that's
0: so weird yeah um you think just because like this was their attempt at competing with Lexus um and I think it's potentially Acura as well uh and they couldn't do it and so this has just been shuffled as the shameful son that is uh yeah, I mean, Been it was off. it was
1: too it was too late. They probably didn't. They they did invest a lot, and actually, the one of the guys that worked on it, like he went to Acura, took mm-hmm. all these ideas and took all of these thought processes and everything, and, mm-hmm. and applied them at Acura. Like mm-hmm. it was sound logic, but it was kind of the way that like the way that the the falling in and sort of the their stock crash. Yeah, the, it. The, you know, this was a little bit. The timing wasn't good, and the amount of investment it took yeah. was not really going to be there probably. But Mazda was on a huge upward wave. Yeah, the Miata was such a huge success. Yeah. if they had, um, if they had tried to do it, you know, three years earlier, it might have yeah. pulled off. Yeah, I think Acura and Lexus were early enough before the yeah. crash that it was like, well, we're in it now. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Mazda, it was like they were planning it, and then that happened. Yeah, and they, then they were get screwed. off the ground. Yeah. Um, but Mazda. Raph points out how Mazda had so many brands like Mazda, Ifini, Unos, Autozam. Yeah. Like all these different things that were like sub tiers. Yeah. And, and it was just interesting. Like it wasn't that much of a stretch. And then in Europe, they about Zitos. That.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty, pretty wild. Don't blame me. I voted for Zitos. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. That is really cool. I'm, I'll have to read that this weekend. Um, anyways. Hey, what did you think of the continental, the Lincoln
1: continental coach doors?
0: I like the idea. Um, I, the execution is, uh, I mean, it's a small run, so I guess, I don't know. It, Mm -hmm. for so it's not as refined as it, I feel like it should be for what it is. You mean just like how the doors are. Yeah. Yeah. Just, like, it didn't seem like a 100%, like, flushed out idea. I was just kind of like, well, we gave you what you wanted. Happy? They should have done this in 2015. I know. They really should have. It's crazy. But right. everyone
1: bitches about the everyone bitches about the B-pillar. And I'm like, Rolls-Royce has a B-pillar. Like, it's 2018. You're going to have to have a B-pillar. It's just the way
0: that they, like, they manage that B-pillar. It was. It's basically like they... Kept the B pillar from the regular door car, and then they just attach the hinges on the other side, which means that you see like all the stamping, like (laughs) shapes (laughs) and everything. Yeah, like they could have chromed it or I don't know, did something to because if it's gonna be exposed like that, like it should be a a design element and not just like a structural member that you can see. Um, That's a good point. That's a good point. But otherwise, yeah, like the I yeah. It's too bad they're only making eighty of them because this is this could potentially save the model if they. Well,
1: they are gonna do more. It's not gonna be limited in twenty twenty. They're gonna do it. Mm. So okay. I don't know. This is built by like another company, or yeah. it's gonna be done by another company. Yeah. Uh, I. One could assume ASC. Yeah. Or the modern equivalent of AFC, a yeah, American sunroof company. Yep. Yep. Um, but. Uh, yeah. So for twenty twenty they're gonna do like an unlimited amount. Okay. Um, and I don't I don't know if that means that they're taking it in house or if it's yeah. just they're gonna be it's not gonna be as much of a cash grab. I don't know. I think they should do this with all of the models, all of their crossovers that people yeah. actually people actually seem to want their crossovers. They could do this. It give
0: them a market differentiation. Yeah, yeah I which agree. they sorely need. They do. Uh, other like i hear that like the new navigator is a hit um yeah i mean it's the
1: continental and the navigator have really good interiors yeah they do
0: they they really like it looks like they spared no expense like there's it's very ornate it's very nice i didn't know they either still have or have brought back the aviator well they just announced the aviator
1: for at at la like so like a month ago they announced the aviator and it's like a it's gonna be like a smaller navigator, kind of. It's yeah. got more aggressive well, they, styling.
0: They had an Aviator, yeah, in yeah. the early two thousands, where the it was Explorer based one. Yes, yeah, which was less than nice. But then all of them were kind of less than nice at that time. Yeah, um, yeah. So like these are genuinely like luxury SUVs.
1: I remember the first Navigator. I remember reading somewhere that like they made like fifteen thousand dollars plus profit on each one because I it was because
0: it's just an expedition. Yeah, uh, I my. Best friend's mom got one in high school and I was really fascinated like by the proposition just like it looks exactly because this was also at that time it was the um, the I forget what years it was uh, but the Escalade had just come out and it was such a the first one was just barely a change it just had like yeah. more wood i saw a. have co-
1: seen a couple of those first gen Escalades. yeah like where it just looks like the gmc yeah just says escalate It just a rebadge
0: it's it i mean maybe they saw what lexus did with the lx I, who was first i know it is uh lexus was first with the lx i think where 470 okay wait i thought the lx was a reaction to another car but now i can't remember the slx no the SLX was a reaction to the LX I okay think. well
1: the, those were before because I, I think because I think the escalade wasn't until like 97 or eight
0: you're right I think because um, the 95 was the first LX 450. okay okay that's I, way before I think I could be wrong on that and maybe they all came out at about the same time but um, but no one liked the LX I mean it was a nice badge. I actually think it looked better than uh, well at the time I thought it looked better than the Land Cruiser mm-hmm. uh, at least the fascia I mean it was the only that's the only thing that was different um, and the Navigator was always like it always looked weird that first gen one like it was it had like, this think, really small Lincoln face attached I, I to I this massive fr- body yeah, I
1: thought the front looked okay I think the tail the rear looked terrible oh yeah, it had those yeah weird like family truckster tail lights
0: it. And, and, like, I remember the one thing I remember about the interior of that car, uh, was that it ha- was so wide, mm-hmm. the center console, like, the where you rest your elbow, uh, the lid looked like a toilet seat. <laughs> like, it was so wide. It was as big as a toilet seat. I'm sure. And, like, nowhere an industrial designer thought, well, this looks like a toilet seat. Um, but it did. So. That's amazing. Yeah. Um... But speaking of which, like, Mm -hmm. we had a discussion about SUVs and what makes an SUV an SUV.
1: Oh, my God. This is in my notes.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So what makes an SUV an SUV? Because nowadays, like, most uh, cars that are categorized as such are cars, really, because there are these unibody tall wagons um, versus, like, body on frame, like, ready to go off-roading uh type vehicles and i had a th- my thought was so we were arguing about um the range rover um and how i think of it less as an suv i don't think it's a truck like it is it uses like we couldn't figure out exactly what what substantiated a vehicle as a sport utility vehicle no i think we we were getting we, at it,
1: but you, we just have different definitions. I guess I'm not so. as
0: strict as you. I think. But like, I mean, I think yeah. the Range
1: Rover, the current Range Rover, Range Rover is still is is an SUV.
0: Okay, so I for me an SUV is like the Jimny, um, like it is, it is truck based or it's not truck based actually. It is it's like this body on frame basic like it was a utilitarian first design and then like add whatever niceties you want on top of that but like it makes it a very naturally capable vehicle. So if something's too nice it can't be No, SUV. you can make it as nice as you want, but I think that it should have a utilitarian base to it. Meaning like um uh, like the old Lincoln Navigator was an SUV. It mm-hmm. was a truck based like it still is vehicle. Is it the I new so. yeah I think so. I think but is the new Expedition, like, is that a unibody construction? No, I don't believe so. Okay. So that might be, I would consider that uh, an SUV. Um, like, if it has, like, a utilitarian base, meaning that it wasn't designed comfort first. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, if, then add whatever comforts you want on top of that, and that's fine. Like, a, the old G-Wagon, I consider to be, um, like, a true SUV. Uh, the new one, I'm not quite sure, like um, because that was designed, it was specifically redesigned as a comfort first right. exercise. So, at that point, when you are designing it f- to not be a truck as as uh, untruck like as possible, like I think you start losing that that I title. D- <laughs> I feel like the new one
1: is almost like the retro Thunderbird. Like, it is. It's like a character, It's like, like, it's it's, it's like of oh, we're gonna make a cartoon G wagon.
0: They should have just kept it the same. Like I, people would have still kept buying it. Like it didn't yeah. need to be more comfortable. People didn't care about that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not. I guess it was safety standards. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, that maybe would have eventually done it in. But um, I don't. So yeah, I don't know that I consider the. Range Rover, as off-road capable as it is, I feel like that's just something that was added on top, as opposed to, like, part of the foundation of the okay, car. Okay, so
1: what about? Okay, so what about the, like the two thousand two Range Rover? Was that unibody?
0: No, I think that was body on frame. Oh, I could be very wrong on that because um, I would say I don't, I don't know a lot, was lot about body, that.
1: Or if that's body on frame, I would say that was designed comfort first.
0: I go back to yeah. And I don't know if I consider that like an SUV either. Like the generation before, I think I would consider more SUV to be more of an SUV. Uh, And I think that was probably designed comfort first. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think it it I don't know if it was designed comfort first. I'll take that back because I wonder if they designed that because they use those like in places Um, like that was when I think that was still of the era where you're like, you know, People use these as trucks out in like the desert, um, much like they did, like the G wagon, etc. Uh, and I don't think that would be the case with the uh, the gen before, um, or I'm sorry, like the 2002 gen. Um, oh, yeah. So I don't know. So that's my that's my that, I'm gonna stake my claim on that. That's my definition of an SUV um, is that if it is utilitarian first and then comfort second. Okay. So, and if it's well-engineered, you couldn't tell either way. Um, like, I, I'm sure, actually, you know, I've never driven that first gen, or I'm sorry, that'd be second gen Range Rover, and I really like that generation.
1: So, like, you're talking like 94 to 01? Yeah, I think it
0: was a 90, yeah, 94 to 01. Okay. Uh, that's my favorite generation mm-hmm. of Range Rover um it and it's so plain looking too, but it's just perfect it's so like it's just exactly what it needs to be mm-hmm. um and I would love to own one if like it wasn't such a uh risky proposition um <laughs> uh, but then again, we know landover owners who have had nothing but good things to say That's just true. kidding That's hi Daniel <laughs> um
1: yeah, i don't know I mean. I think if you look at things now, based on your definition, there's not any SUVs in the American market, so that's um, news to some people. You cannot buy an SUV now.
0: Um, Except for Jeeps. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the Wrangler is... uh, It's... Yeah, the Wrangler, what else in their lineup? Not the Grand Cherokee not the nothing else is truck based yeah nothing else is truck based um
1: yeah or not even truck based but body on frame the i mean the Wrangler's not based on a truck yeah. it's body on frame and that's
0: but... the thing is that yeah um man what else is there the Durango no like what is based off of a oh maybe the um uh the not the Sienna not the minivan. The, what the Sequoia? No, Sequoia. No, the Sequoia. Yeah, that's an SUV. I guess so. It was designed as the Tundra first, and then the Tundra is utilitarian based. Mm-hmm. I would imagine. I actually don't know a lot about like the background. I mean, maybe it was comfort first, but it seems like utilitarian based, and then they just added like a hard top to make yeah. it like. Uh, I saw, and I don't know. I'm gonna uh, like say this like very unsubstantiated. <laughs> Okay, am I boring you? Yes. Amazing. <laughs> yes. Um, I, I, it might have been a Jalopnik like listicle of like the worst cars they tested in 2018, and the banner photo was, uh, Sequoia. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did see that. I did see that. Yeah. So maybe when you <laughs> make something utilitarian based, uh, it isn't always for the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Um, so the last. The last crew SUV is the Jimny, which is very cool. Look how like utilitarian base it is. That it's rejecting its own technology. Did you, did you read that article? No. Or see that article about um, how the lane keep uh, feature or something like that was acting up because uh, it wasn't designed for U.S. roads. It was just over here for the car of the year or car oh, of the world, yeah. uh, world car award. It was Steve
1: was Steve uh, telling you about how he drove that one?
0: Oh, yeah, I only saw that he had tweeted about it. Oh, oh yeah, uh, but yeah, um, but that's so cool. That they brought it over here. Uh, but yeah. apparently, the uh, like American guardrails confuse um, the cars. Some part of the automatic like safety features, and so it kept trying to like jerk into the opposite lane, thinking that <laughs> there was a car sidling up next to it. Uh, but you see, it's so utilitarian that it doesn't want <laughs> technology to save it. It doesn't want comfort to save it. Um, but they should bring that car over here or that truck over here. Um, anyways, anyways, how many times can I say anyways? It's one of those things, you know, when people try to stop saying, um, Mm -hmm. anyways, I'm like, that's my, like, I'm afraid of silence. So I will say anyway, is it anyway or anyways? You're the expert. I don't know. It's an automatic, like, response. Yeah. I've noticed. See, I'm trying to hold back from saying. Anyways. Yeah. See, that would have filled up the air.
1: It would have. It would have been amazing. It would have been a lot better than what we had, whatever Whatever this is. Yeah, whatever this is. Um, um, so I was in uh, Canada last week driving that CX-5. Oh,
0: yeah, the Tundra. Is that the Tundra, technically?
1: N- no. No, Arctic Tundra. I mean, I think that's further north. We were near Vancouver. Um, and it was a good car. The CX 5 is good now, it has CarPlay and the Turbocharged engine from the CX 9. Oh, yeah. Um, that's a good,
0: honestly, like if I have to recommend like a brand new, um, like appliance car of any kind, I would just recommend Mazda's all day long. Yeah. Like they have something basically in every segment. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, as far as reliability goes, I'm not quite sure that they're at the top of the game. But, um, like, as far as, like, like enjoyment of ownership, like, other than, like, that a Toyota would still probably um, take you a bit further um, in ownership length, um, you should get a Mazda.
1: Yeah, I mean, how many people are buying to own for like seven years new? Like buying a new car to own for like seven years. I feel I like know. it's a really yeah. small demographic. I'm not excusing no, anything, but, but it just seems like everything is either made to to used, lease or or.
0: Yeah, I always think of used car. Like I, I've only ever brought, I've only ever bought one brand new car. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was just, that car? It was the Mazda. It was a Mazda. Oh, okay. It was the Protégé 5. I thought you were going to say it was the Prius. No, no. I bought that, I think it was a year old or something. Um, And because they were really hard to find at the time that I was looking for them. And used ones were almost brand new or brand new pricing.
1: Yeah, I know. Exactly. Because that time, so I was living in New York, but it was like like during the, when gas prices were really high. Mm -hmm. And, uh. Because my sister bought a Honda Fit. Yeah. And she had to buy a used one. Yeah. And it was like almost the same price as the new one. Yeah. the same situation. Like any kind of fuel efficient car was oh my god. like god Do you really remember like the Geo Metro
0: different. was like going for like 20 grand or something like that? What? Yeah, because it gets like 50 miles per gallon. It's a three cylinder.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm aware of that. Okay. <laughs> I, I was not aware of them being yeah. going for
0: $20,000. There's one at the Papa John's around the corner. I like, see it all the time. It has like graphics yeah like little like um Seinfeld or whatever those squiggly graphics that are now like ubiquitous for like nineties mm-hmm. um satire wear um but at the time, yeah like i don't i think I paid less than uh new car pricing at the uh I don't remember how much I paid for it, but um yeah, so um but but used cars, though, like, I would still recommend, like, a used Mazda. Um, mm-hmm. Although it depends. Like, I've only ever recommended... I'm trying to think who's ever bought a Mazda based on my recommendation. It would have been my friend Jesse who bought a Miata. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's he wasn't interested in cars at the time and then steadily gained interest. And then he didn't really take care of it and it blew a head gasket. Um, <laughs> and he kept driving <laughs> and he... Uh, basically to how does,
1: how does one blow a head gasket from not taking care of something
0: i think that it was leaking and he just like i don't think he ever maintained that car like oh okay. um uh, poor jesse uh like when it like finally did blow up he was just like so sad like i think in that like he sh- he i think he felt like he should have known better like when all the symptoms uh were showing up um yeah. that he should have addressed them but and then he ended up buying a GLI, um, a Volkswagen GLI. Oh. Uh, I have opinions about that, too, in that you should just buy a GTI. Yeah, um, that's true. But anyways, ah, he <laughs> did it again. Um, oh, but use Mazdas. You recommended a used Mazda to someone, and he regretted it highly. Steven. And,
1: and- that's not true. You know that you're smirking because <laughs> you know that you're making this up. I did not regret I did not recommend
0: he bought a Mazda Speed 3. Right. Uh and he absolutely hated the ownership experience. Yeah. It was very unreliable. Um there
1: I, I here's what happened. Yes. Steven I, I showed him to drive manual yeah. on a yep. five hundred a bar. Yeah. And I think he looked and was like, "Oh, that car that had only one hundred and seventy horsepower. I can get this car with two hundred and seventy horsepower." Yeah. And and that idiot Kevin's gonna, he he's wrong. And, and I look at this deal I'm getting. This See, is so much better.
0: This is I get blamed for uh, our friend Dane buying a Mercury Capri XR2 Turbo. Yeah. Because I didn't actually recommend it. I like sent it to him as a joke, and you then, sent
1: him the listing and said, you should buy this. LOL. Yeah. I was,
0: yeah. I was like, haha, cute car. Uh, and then he was like, should I buy this? And I, uh,
1: it was like, oh, I don't know. Deal. I think you,
0: let me think about that. And then before, like, um, I could advise him further. He was like, okay, well I'm buying it. Uh, and then he bought it and then it withered away. It well, I, you are directly responsible. He this bought, is
1: nothing like, no,
0: hardly, thing. hardly. Oh, you, <laughs> You shouldn't have taught Stephen how to drive a stick, and he would not have wasted well, however long it is that he owned that car. He's
1: driving Infinities now, so he'll <laughs> never have to learn. it. <laughs> so it's he never has to know again.
0: Uh, I know. They don't make a manual. No. I don't think the Q60.
1: I don't think the Q60 does. Yeah. Although I feel like they still sell the old G37 in some I form. I think they like probably called do. called something else. Yeah. Called, like, the q the Q fifty nine. What if
0: it's like one of those, uh, like zombie cars, um, like it's like a Chinese brand, and they just like buy or, the old machinery and then like keep making it. Or like South Africa, like how in like South Africa
1: you can buy like a Mark II Golf.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or Brazil, branded or Brazil and stuff. No,
1: but this will be called Mark oh, Yeah, it's like Actually, the classic classic. In
0: Mexico, yeah, they have them in, Mec- uh, in Mexico because I'll see them here. Um, the oh, you talking about the Jetta? The Jetta, yeah, yeah, the classico. Yeah. I've seen one recently, and I was like, "That looks so weird." I I don't remember this
1: being current. I mean, this was probably like 2011, but there was like in some either South Africa or somewhere in South America, you could buy a Mark II Golf with
0: like a modernish interior. Mark II, no, that that's pretty crazy. I mean, yeah. it's not surprising considering they made the Beetle, the classic Beetle, up right. until like whenever it was, 2000 and. What was it? I don't even know. Like I feel like it was like it, it, almost I feel 2010. I like it was like 97. No. Was it? I don't know. Because there was that article about that lady uh, who had. She'd driven like almost 500,000 or 400,000 miles uh, on her. Like she bought this car like new. Mm-hmm. Um, and they sent it back to the plant where they had been making modern classic Beatles. Uh, and they were the ones that restored it. But I feel like it was. Like it's still somehow in existence, or hmm. the the experts are still <laughs> around. Um, but that would be cool to like buy a brand new classic car. Yeah. Um, Porsche did that with the 993. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it somehow made it rem- like markedly worse. In um, two point seven million dollars. In two point seven million dollars. Yeah, uh, that is something. Hey, did you hear that? They're gonna have a uh 718 Boxster and Cayman T. Since I, you love the T nameplate so much, you hate it. But I heard that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a neat idea. Oh, I wonder, do. You I hope really? It has lightweight glass too. I hope it's a lightweight <laughs> stop-start button for the <laughs> for the yeah, engine. It probably will be. Um, yeah. For the record, Kevin hates the idea of the T. I don't like hate the idea. the idea of it. You hate it. Um. I love the idea of the T. It's a, it's a, it's more of a in spirit thing, but um, it's it's fine. It's fine. No, <laughs> no. Uh,
1: okay, my thoughts briefly. Yes, we were gonna. This is something we were gonna maybe talk about. I drove. I shot the Carrera T, mm-hmm. uh, and I drove it pretty extensively. Yes, and talking to our friend friend of the show, non listener Chris Perkins. Hi, Chris. Uh, and. <laughs> It's, he made some good points. Yes. Um, basically, it's like the people within Porsche that made the nine eleven R. Yep. Were like, we should do something, like let's throw a bone to like, the people. Like let's do make a special base car. Yeah. And I think that's cool. I I do like that. It's not just a car for the super rich. It's like we're making yeah. a special car that's not two hundred fifty thousand dollars. It's ex- like it is, you know. 90 right
0: and even though it's not like the true successor to like the rs america and that the rs america was the cheapest of the lineup because they de- they decontented it in a way though uh you are saving money because the package you get um is cheaper than if you spec'd out um a carrera with those same uh, a Carrera S with those same well, bits would, and bobbles. You wouldn't spec a Carrera S because this is just oh, a, just Carrera. a Carrera, okay. But so you, just a Carrera. But this
1: has the like rear wheel steering, which I think you yeah. can't get on the Carrera. Yeah. Um. And it has, it, yeah. You couldn't spec it exactly the same. So it's, it's a it's, deal. It, it's fine. I mean, my gripe with it before was that like it wasn't either a drastic enough weight loss or a drastic enough performance increase yeah. or anything. And but for them to hit the price that they are hitting, yep. that they want, that they're aiming for, for it to be a enticing base car that's special, they couldn't. There, there was nothing radical they could do right. regarding performance or weight. So I get that they're kind of the hands are tied. Um, and then Chris Perkins said it better. Like he's like, it's in the end, it's just it's like a slightly more special base car. But anyone that sees. There's like Carrera T knows like, hey, they, they went for the like slightly yeah. special one. Like that's yeah. someone who they gets care. it. They, they care. They got yeah. the special one. And it's like, and it's also cool that it's like a final year yeah. thing. Like it's only yeah. going to be the last year. But yeah. I would still rather have a 991.1 with a naturally aspirated engine yeah. and it is still lighter. Yeah. <laughs> you could have an S that is still lighter than this car. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's where I would Just, go got to keep looking forward kevin <laughs> i think it's it's a it's it's fine it's not my favorite but i have not read anything about the 718s but uh not for me yeah um i don't know that anyone's tested one yet um, no it was just announced like yeah, yesterday yeah. so i mean i, I mean, as far as like what makes it different the specs
0: whatever yeah. i don't know what makes a... I actually don't i did not read further okay. into it but well, i i assume that it's going to be way to research fine <laughs> i assume that it's going to be um uh I'm thinking a similar packaging exercise. As I think mean, well. it'll be like GTSE options Ooh. on a base one. What if on the box they brought back the plastic rear window? Ooh, for, that would be uh, that would be lightweightness. I like it. And then you still have to like karate chop it before it goes into I, I know the tunnel. We, I, I know I don't know if I've
1: mentioned this, but I've not mentioned it on the podcast. Huh. But
0: oh, yeah. the F four thirty
1: Ferrari is yes. the car that was made until two thousand nine. Yep. Uh, on the spider, it had a plastic rear window. Oh, and the reason was because they said it was st- about saving weight
0: <laughs> up that high on the car, which yeah. is insane. I feel like someone's hat, <laughs> like, yeah, their choice of hat would affect that just as you know, much. But sure, like, why no, not? No, we don't want to have glass that, why that not? high up. Why not? Um, that is very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I so they changed it up for glass after? What? Did they change it? Oh
1: it changed to the four five eight changed to like the folding hard top yeah. situation. But I mean on those cards it's so sleek. it's so small that it's not
0: oh bad. Speaking of hard tops, yes. I saw an email like it was um I forget where I saw it. It was an email notification or tweet, but um, some there was like a one off Rolls Royce uh Car-Mug. Cara, Mug, is okay. you know what I'm talking about though? Yeah, the one that has kind of Steve Buscemi eyes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a one-off folding hardtop version. Whoa! I know, and here's it's the thing: it's for sale here. It's for sale. It's going up for auction. Oh. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, here, but it yeah, it's going up for auction. And surprisingly enough, like for like having been made like decades ago, it like the cut lines are really good, and that. You know, BMW, the last two generations of 3 Series, they have not been able to make that an attractive car. No. It is astonishing that someone f- figured that out, like, long ago. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, SC430. Uh, they, yeah, they got it well, right. They yeah, got it right. there you go. <laughs> um, they got it right. Is the car Mugue like, coming back into popularity? I feel like that was, like, a very unpopular, like, I never heard about it until, like, maybe a couple of years ago. What year was that? Uh, Late seventies, early eighties, something like that. Uh, But it looks like such a big, like a Lincoln Mark Eight, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, And it just like it's very unelegant. But it's kind of coming into like in our year, our year of Radwood, the Radwood years. Mm -hmm. um, Like I think it's coming back now. Like the, it's not even an ironic. interest it is now part of the conversation so it sure is yeah speaking
1: of the conversation it is very uh i can't stop thinking about <laughs> yes I can't stop thinking about something that happened when we we're in la oh no did we talk about the fire already on here i think we did okay so not that about when when our friend chris perkins told our friend Bradley Brownell about his Mustang take. <laughs> Bradley Brownell, potential uh, listener, friend of the show. Hi, Brad. He, so so. Chris Perkins tells him, I have a bad Mustang take. And Bradley perks up and he's like, oh, okay, go on. And we all listen. And Chris says, I think that the new Edge Mustang is better than the, uh, what is it? SN95? The, yeah. The, the SN195? I don't know, No, the, 95, the, the, I think. The, the 2005 mid- to 2010. 2005 to 2009. The hottest of takes. He says, I think the new edge is better than that. And and, and Bradley sits with that thought for a minute. And in, in like someone tasting wine and lets the, <laughs> s- you know, s- swashes it in their mouth. He says, hmm, yeah. I'll subscribe to that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds that sounds that's agreeable. And then Chris, it was it was Chris immediately regretted his opinion. Because it was it infuriating was infuriating <laughs> to watch this because it was the worst take being agreed to. Oh my god! Purely because Bradley's a provocateur of bad
0: takes. He he has strong opinions that are not often of the mainstream. This that Mustang is bad. It is uh. Uh, it is an interesting choice of <laughs> design, um, configurations, elements, lines, all the things <laughs> that make up designs, uh, um, but, <laughs> you know, I guess someone's got to like it, and now it has two fans um, that it does. Oh, yeah. That was really funny. I liked seeing you, like, your head, like, <laughs> inflate and then explode into <laughs> confetti, Uh that yes. was fun to watch. Was that at, uh, where was that? Oh, was that at Redwood? Well, we no, talked, we were at Matt's party. Oh, we were making tacos. Yeah. Okay. We were making
1: tacos. I remember exactly right where I was at that moment. Oh, my God. I don't think we talked about that on the last episode. But Matt but we Farah's birthday party. Matt Farah's birthday party.
0: Yeah. Uh, that was fun. He's such a nice guy. Totally, um, totally. And he had like a, a guy making tacos. And yeah, yeah. They were delicious tacos. They were really good. Yeah. Um, and
1: Right on the porch there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We've some interesting folk there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, I was trying to think, like, we had, like, we could, it was in Venice, and we, of course, like, once again, had, like, Chris said there were interesting folk there in, like, the most
1: judgmental No, i meant that
0: like for real like we met a, that you know the fellow who uh works for bring a trailer uh i think he i don't recall what he did he does like pr or mm-hmm. something along those lines for them and then we met um just uh just random people the yeah dwa folks were there mm-hmm. chatted with them for a little bit i had to go pee it was so bad like i we walked in and art was i think one of the first people we saw we we're chatting and then i like paused and I said like this is a really interesting story, and I have one sideline question. Do you know where the restroom is? and I just had to use the restroom so badly like, we I think we both did yeah, yeah we did uh because of once again, like in Los Angeles, we ended up having like uh multiple cars to park in like super like dense areas. This was in Venice uh I
1: think I feel like we had also had like a drink before we got there,
0: maybe yeah, wait where did we... we go? I don't know, um. Well,
1: we got... Was that when we were... That was when we went to the, um, like, the picnic coffee place.
0: Oh, yeah. We had a lot of coffee that day. Yeah, so that yeah. was all we had. Yep. Yeah. Um. And anyways, yeah, we were both in a... I, like, I was, like... I was cartoon... Well, it took us, like, 20 minutes to park. Yeah. Which was fine. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, like, there's just... It was a long walk from where we... Also that, it was a long walk. And so I just kept like, you know, doing the pee walk where you just like, <laughs> just, I don't know why walking like helps to reduce the urge, but like it does. Maybe it's psychosomatic. I don't know. But yeah, um, it reduced the urge until we got inside and we stood for a second and then it all came flooding <laughs> back. Um <laughs> la yeah la is nice yeah. i know people hate la but hate on la maybe it, i like la because i don't live there and that it would be the other way around if i did but the weather it's so nice and there it the car culture there is fantastic yeah uh, and the roads and the roads thing. are good yes people are attractive there It's mm-hmm. my biggest complaint yeah about here yeah, uh, yeah. Look at look what I'm looking at right now. Um <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh we are uh, skipping out on periodicals this week as uh I guess we both have forgotten <laughs> and So, we will do that the next episode. Um yes. but we're coming up on an hour here. So, I think we might have a podcast uh unfortunately. Yeah. Thank you for listening and uh kevin <laughs> curious out
1: uh if you have something to send us say send it to new for 96 at gmail.com
0: uh
1: or check s- us out on instagram at new for 96 indeed yes all right thanks for listening
0: bye goodbye